0: Get out the insurance cards. Get out the co-pays. The office is open, my friends. Brought to you by drrodo.com. It's time once again for everybody to come aboard that green screens media train. Recording live from somewhere. This is One and Done, your fast break. Of college basketball information powered by drroto.com. On tonight's show, me and two of the best in the business, my bro, season basketball, will continue our journey across the preseason college basketball landscape as we preview tonight the Horizon and Metro Atlantic Athletic Conferences, the MAAC. My name is Jay Heinrich, the conductor of the aforementioned Green Screens Media Train. You can follow me on X. You can follow me on anywhere. A- on on X wherever you want. AKA Elon Cesspool, the whatever he has going on over there at Dr. William Cannon. And you can find this man in those Twitter streets at fantasy nav. He is Eric the Blue, the Baron of Bread of Green Screens Media. That is Eric Uromo. What's happening?
1: Man, back at it again. Can't believe that we're breaking down our ninth and tenth tenth conferences. And it just, it really makes me remember two things. One, the season is absolutely upon us. Like it is right around the corner. It's going to be here before we know it. But also, I kind of like to look back a little bit. Think about all the work that we've done over the course of the offseason, right? We've been here pumping Mike up, making sure that his transfer portal board goes from 100 to 200 to 300. We've also been talking to coaches from around the country. You want to hear how Randy Bennett has built his historic program? Check us out on YouTube. That conversation's there. You want to hear Mark Pope tell us that recruits are afraid of playing in the Big 12? Get on our YouTube. That conversation's there. You want to see Kim English's reaction when he finds out live on our show that he is getting a he having a kid transfer out of his program. Get on YouTube. That conversation's there. I like to say it all the time that dialogue is greenfield you can go back to it at any point and all of them have some really interesting insights so if you are not already make sure you're subscribed make sure you have that bell on so you don't miss any of the work we're pushing out but also go take a look at the, some of those interviews we did we got uh, about a dozen or so up there a little less all of them have some some really interesting conversations
0: and right they do we didn't rem- we didn't know whether or not to take him seriously when he was talking to us about losing that player like in that moment and there was like a little bit of nervous laughter yeah. i just remember and then we go off we go off the air and we saw and he goes no really like that just happened it's like oh yeah. my god like that's amazing that's amazing but of course let's get to that dude last in the intros but first in your hearts in el corazones el capitan himself he is the captain of the green screens media ship you can find him on X at MC Holland 34. He is the OG Money Mike. That is Mike Holland. What it do, baby?
2: What it do, boys? Man, I cannot believe this is, uh, like Eric said, preview number 9 and 10. Whew, it feels like we're almost to the halfway point. Um, we'll slow down as we get to the uh, the power conferences, um, do those uh, you know one by one. But it's been a lot of fun. We've broken out a lot of different segments. A shout-out to, uh, to Chris Napier, man. He's been helping us a lot with – creativity and social media content um so just you know check out all our stuff man we're all over the place now facebook tiktok uh also on x as jay likes to say uh and then (laughs) also (laughs) help us out with some other fun things that you might not see and we got more stuff coming uh so we've been we've been cooking it up in the lab and gonna bring it to you and we're excited for this upcoming year but i'm excited to talk about uh these two leagues that we're gonna we're gonna drop into
0: Absolutely. Follow at one and done CBB all spelled out one and on CBB at get green screens is the main green screens media account on X. Make sure you do that. And that is the same handle over on those TikTok streets when you and you will start to see our top 20 player countdown over there on TikTok and on TikTok. TikTok tick tock, tick tiktok tick 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 tock, tick tock and on YouTube as well. Make sure you hit those like and subscribe buttons. If you're here with us tonight, drop us a line in the live chat. Say what's up. Leave us a comment if you're catching us a little closer to the season. Be sure to do your part in that green screens media universe. All right, let's get to it. No more waiting. Let's get to the Horizon League first tonight. 11-team league. Last year, Youngstown State was the regular season champ, 15-5 and five in the conference. And in the conference tournament, Northern Kentucky beat Cleveland State. 16 seed Northern Kentucky lost to that number one seed, Houston, 63 to 52 in the big dance. Ken Palm rank of the conference was 21st with zero teams in the top 100, but that may change significantly here. Mike, going to go ahead. I'm sorry. No, let me go ahead and start with Eric right now. First, as usual, leading off our headlines of the Horizon Conference.
1: Yeah, I, I think it starts with exactly what you said, right? This this conference has had, um, you know, it's, it's got significant talent, you know, and and there's, there's some programs out there that scheduled the Horizon League a few years back as part of their non-con, thinking it was going to be a walk in the park. And they might be in for a bit of a surprise, right? Nine of these 11 teams last year won nine games or more in the league. Competitive balance was... Airtight from top to bottom, right? And it felt like every one of these these league games was an absolute dogfight. And it feels like, you know, uh, certainly among the the leagues we've talked about, maybe across the country, this might be one of the more difficult conferences to pull off the old double double, where we see a team win both the regular season and the conference tourney. So, you know, the, the this league, top to bottom. You know it's it's hard to it's hard to pick out a a premier program, and I think that has to do with just how competitive all eleven of these teams are projected to be.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Love to see a conference like that, Mike. I'm get your uh, thoughts on some headlines as well this time around. The Horizon League is definitely going to be a fun conference to watch.
2: Yeah, and I'm right there with Eric. I mean, I think it's going to be a dogfight all year. Um, I dove a little further into the metrics here and this wasn't a great three point shooting league. So, you know, one of the big difference makers here is who's going to step up, who helped themselves the, the most in this area uh, as we come into the season. Also this conference struggled to get to the foul line uh, finishing 24th in the country. Uh, so with so many close games, like who's going to get some easy, easy points here is as, uh, as you like to say, Jay, that's a, uh, those charity stripe uh, buckets count. So Yeah, it's going to be a fun one, man. I'm excited to dive a little bit deeper into it.
0: Yeah, definitely. And unlike a lot of mid-major conferences, the Horizon League saw a ton of their top players return. That experience that we've talked about with so many of those coaches that Eric was mentioning earlier, that experience in the transfer portal on their team in general, just being able to trust older players that have done it before, Definitely is important to, to these coaches. And uh, right now, let's talk about some of the top players in this league. This is something we haven't done before, but let's start with the Horizon League. Let's start something new here on One and Done for Us. Let's build a dream team. We're going to build a team here. This will be our dream Horizon team, maybe. Oh, I like that. Eric. Yeah, I know, right? This, <laughs> I, I think this is going to be something that we'll be able to do and come back to. But the Horizon League definitely set up. Very nicely with the top players in their conference, Eric. I'm going to come to you first here. Let's start with a guard that you might want to build your team around here in the Horizon League.
1: I mean, top of the league, especially at the guard position, feels like a pretty clear answer for me. And it it all starts out with Trey Calvin, the guard from Wright State, uh, even six foot, 165 pounds. 32 games last year, he averaged over 20 points, almost four dimes, shot nearly 40% from three in a conference that hasn't done that all that well. He also can chip and dip, added 1.3 steals over the course of last game. So first first team All-Horizon last year, just an absolute weapon on the offensive side of the court. And seems like he's he's a real strong leader too, right? Those boys at Wright State are really circling around Calvin
0: was oh, good to get one of those players that can chip and can dip a little bit. Calvin's one of those guys. Mike, next guard spot, who you got? All right, I'll, I'll go ahead and take
2: a, a guy that we talked about earlier uh, this off-season as a spotlight member um, of our mid-major stars returning, and that's Marques Warwick, the guard from Northern Kentucky. 35 games last year, almost 19 points, about three assists, shot 38% from three, and did have over a steal per game in about 35 minutes. Uh, Another big-time scorer like Calvin, Uh, he can really stroke it from range. Obviously, when you're shooting nearly 40% from three, you're absolutely lethal. Uh, And, man, he's one of the main reasons these guys made the NCAA tournament last year. So he's the former freshman of the year in this league. He just knows how to get it done. He came into this league uh, a few years ago and just really knows how to score the basketball. So we definitely have to have him up here.
0: Two impressive guards there. I'm going to fill this last guard spot. I think I have the perfect fit for what we're trying to do here. That's with BJ Freeman, guard from Milwaukee, 6'6, 6'7, right in that range, 200 pounds in 32 games last season, 18.2 points, 5.1 boards, and almost three assists in 30 minutes. You love to see those per 36 numbers are juicy, Mr. Freeman. You guys had two dynamite lead guards there. This is the guy that, like I said earlier, 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, range. Just an absolute nightmare matchup in anybody's backcourt or against anybody's backcourt, I should say. Got the handles, the smooth stroke from all over the floor, and definitely has that pro game written all over him. So I'll go with B.J. Freeman in that spot. So front court players here, guys to fill out this dream Horizon League team. Eric, go back to you here. Who you got?
1: Yeah, I get the first guard. I also get the first big man. And I'm going to go with Trey Townsend. 6'6", 230-pound forward out of Oakland. Played 32 games last year, 16 and half points, 7.5 boards. But despite his size, despite his prowess at cleaning up the glass, could also fill it up from downtown 39% from range chipped in a block over the course of those 32 games. So you know overall just an absolute force on both ends of the court, a complete monster in ball screen action felt like they were able to continue to go to that look you know game after game. And the the variety of ways in which he can score, you know, it, it feels like it gives Oakland a lot of versatility. It feels like it makes Trey Townsend a nightmare to scheme for.
0: Last spot here, but certainly not least. Feels like there's a pretty, pretty big name out there returning to the Horizon League from last year. Mike, who is the guy filling out our lineup at the five?
2: Yeah, we got to go with the uh, Cleveland State big man, Tristan Inaruna. 8 2'20, and 35 games last year. 15 uh, points per game, almost seven rebounds, a little over a block, a little over a steal in 32 minutes. Uh, the former uh, Big Twelve product was at Iowa State. Originally started his career at Kansas, so now spinning down here, and he was a force on both ends and pretty versatile for his size. Man, he's got some handles. Um, he can he can take you off the dribble a little bit. So very versatile game. Um, as we've kind of mentioned with all of these guys, right? It's uh, you know no wonder all these guys are on our uh, Dream Horizon team. So uh, yeah, Aruna to uh, to finish this one out for us.
0: It's an impressive roster, to say the least. Trey Calvin, Marquez Warwick, BJ Freeman, Trey Townsend, and Tristan Inaruna. That is some impressive talent at the top of this league. But does it equate to the same sort of talent at the top of the league in terms of tiers that we are about to put these teams into in Horizon League? We've done some different categories on our tier lists Tonight, our top tier will be all-in. These are the guys, the teams that we could go all-in for that we believe could possibly make a run at this conference title. The mid-tier will be check. If you're a poker player, you can see where this is going. And, of course, the low tier is fold. So go all-in, check, and fold as we put the Horizon League teams, all 11, into tiers. Going to start with Mike. What are we going to do here? How we plan our hand, I should say, <laughs> with old Cleveland State?
2: Well, 14-6 and six last year, uh, right in the thick of things. We just talked about uh, star big man Ina Runa uh, being back, and uh, I'm all in. You know, Coach Robinson, he's entering his second year. Tay Williams is a very versatile uh, wing slash forward. Uh, they also bring over Denver transfer guard Tevin Smith. He averaged 11 points per game. There's only one freshman on this squad, so we know how much we'd love to talk about, uh, you know, experience and, and older groups. So definitely have Cleveland State all in here, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to see if you know can kind of take that next next step.
0: These graphics department stepping up here. I mean these these tiers these, these tier makers these are amazing. Shout out to to the guys pushing the buttons in the truck. Shout out to those guys for sure. Detroit Mercy, Eric, how you feeling about the hand you are dealt with this squad?
1: Yeah, I think uh I think Detroit Mercy's coming in as a check for me. Um they they lost their their star score. Their star scorer, Antoine Davis. Uh, he finished second all time in points for this program. And the team overall is just full of transfers. So, you know, you, you like that a lot of the guys coming in are are seniors themselves, but, you know, usually we've seen a bit of a, you know, team in transition, at least some time for that, that group to gel, you know, incoming is guard PJ Fuller from Washington. He's probably the most interesting uh, player in terms of his fit and, you know, what he can do for Detroit mercy. But ultimately that, you know, that overarching question remains, you know, can, can all the pieces come together fast enough in order for them to compete in what we've already discussed is a very tough conference.
0: A little, little, little Czechsky there for Detroit Mercy. Mike, i going to go back to you here. What about Green Bay? Are you all in on them? Are you hitting that just to in that table for a check? Or do we need to chunk these cards and fold with Green Bay?
2: Yeah, the Packers. I'm gonna fold, and I'm also gonna fold here uh, <laughs> with the uh, the Green Bay. Uh, oh man, the name jumps right off of the uh, <laughs> right off of my head here. It'll come right back to me, but uh, just a disastrous year last year. They were two and eighteen. Um, that's not gonna get it done. There's now a coaching change. Sundance Wicks. I love that. That's gonna be all coach uh, name team there. Sundance Wicks taking over. Uh, of course, this entire roster's turned over. Just very young. Um, the one thing that they were able to do is they were able to nab a down transfer um, from the Mountain West and Noah Reynolds, who had a uh, actually a very nice season last year for Wyoming. So it gives them a little bit of hope. Uh, I just don't know, man. I don't, you know, there's just this 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 league, man. Like it feels like there's just a ton of teams that are very competitive, and uh, the Phoenix of Green Bay. Um, I just don't, I just don't see them rising from the ashes and and really doing anything in this conference.
0: Hey, excellent. Very good there, <laughs> sir. Very good there. Rising very nice. I like that. Well done. Purdue Fort Wayne. I'll take these guys. I'm going to go ahead and fold on Purdue Fort Wayne as well. Expect some aggressions here. After a nearly a 500 season, they were 9-11 and in the conference. Lost a ton of key players, including uh, Jared Godfrey. And only one senior on this squad. Not a lot of leadership there in the upperclassmen realm. So although they finished near 500 in the conference last year, Purdue-Fort Wayne is going to go down at the bottom tier, and we are going to fold that hand. Mike, I-U-P-U-I, 2-18 <laughs> and 18 last year in the conference. Is that automatically guaranteed that they should be at the bottom here, or are we feeling a little bit better about them?
2: A little bit better than the Phoenix, right? Um, I just I feel like this is more of a check. Um, <laughs> you know, obviously, last year was a disaster. Uh, you know, nine of these teams finished with the uh 10 or more league wins, and um, or nine or more league wins, and this was uh, one of the two teams that didn't win more than two games in, in the league. So, uh, the reason for optimism I just returned their entire backcourt. Um, you know, it's nine guys coming back, so. Uh, in total and eight of them are freshmen or sophomores last year so a little bit more experience there Uh, Jalen counter uh, in the backcourt is a nice player and then monroe and brady also average double figures so uh, i you figure with a little more experience you know as they're coming back uh they're gonna be able to to post some more wins here so i got them getting up into that uh that check status that mid-tier for sure
0: all right sounds like the jaguar fans should should uh, look forward to a little step up there in the level of uh, output there by the team uh, Milwaukee Eric going all in on them are we checking or are we folding
1: Yeah we are pushing all of our chips to the Quick middle trigger. <laughs> um, this uh look I mean sometimes you got to sometimes you got to make that snap call happy to go all in here we we already talked about BJ Freeman right you know any time that you have a program with a team that or the player that makes our dream team they have to at least to be considered dangerous and he's not all they have going on in that backcourt right marquise browning kentral pullian you know these are guys that combined for 21 points a game and like we've talked about before not a true freshman to be found on this roster right so even if it's incremental that time on the court goes a long way i think all of that culminates in milwaukee being one of the top programs in this league
0: they got to really feel good about their depth uh, and just knowing that everybody there has some experience. Uh, you got to like that there for them. Makes sense to have uh, all your chips on the table there for Milwaukee. Going to go back to you here. Mike, how are you feeling about northern Kentucky here? What are you doing with your hand?
2: I will snap call as well and push all my chips in. I was told there was no math, so, Jay, you can count these up um, at the end of the show. But uh, Northern Kentucky here, it's kind of like Milwaukee. Um, it always helps when you know you have your star player come back and work, and he has some guys around him, right? So Sam Vinson, uh, a pretty nice guard, played a big role last year. Trey Robinson flashed at the times. There's some question marks in the front court. Uh, I think Green Bay transfer Cade Meyer, though, uh, should be leaned on heavily. He averaged 10 points per game for Green Bay. So uh, it feels like they have a lot of pieces to uh, you know make that NCAA tournament run again.
0: Absolutely, no doubt about it. I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to take Oakland here, and we're going to check with them right now. Okay, we're just going to check for Oakland. Uh, Trey Townsend was on our Dream Horizon team, so obviously we have a lot of faith in the forward there. They did lose three of their top four scores. They're going to need some guys to step up. Former Michigan State starting guard Rocket Watts, solid name, was okay last year. Like the upside is there if you're on Michigan state, you're there for a reason. There is some talent lingering. If they can get Watts playing his best, who knows what could happen here for Oakland. But for now we're going to hit the old uh, check button there. Mm-hmm. A few more here to get to, to close out our tiers, but uh, let's start uh, Robert, Robert Morris here and I'll go to Mike.
2: Yeah, they were 10 and 10 and uh, we're going to go ahead and check that again. Uh, It's just another competitive squad. Uh, This is year 14 for head coach Andrew Toole. They did lose their two big scorers, but they get Jason Corbin back. Uh, He averaged double figures. Uh, They were also able to nab a a down transfer in Justice Williams, uh, who came over from LSU, and he should play a pretty significant role. Uh, But for now, we're going to have to see how the rest of this roster uh, kind of of plays and and develops. So for right now, for Robert Morris, I think we'll go ahead and check this hand.
0: Last two here, uh, Eric. Let's come back to you with right state. How you feeling?
1: I'm feeling pretty good. I'm actually gonna move them right to the top of this list. Going to move all my chips into the center. They are a clear all-in for me. 10 and 10 last year, but you know, all told, one of the more dangerous mid-mid-major programs out there this year, at least in my opinion, right? Already talked about Trey Calvin, gave him his flowers earlier as we anointed him to our dream team. But also we have to keep in mind that they have a huge down transfer in Tanner Holden. But not only is it a down transfer, it's a homecoming story. If you recall, he left Wright State to go up to the high majors to play at Ohio State. When he was originally at Wright State, averaged 20 points per game before transferring out. He's now back. He has that experience from the high majors. Really like this addition, or I guess this return to form for Holden and Wright State. And one of the more uh, surprising stories from last year was Brandon Noel. right? He's coming off a, a spectacular first season where he averaged 13 points and almost nine boards a game. So really feels like it's all lining up in the right direction for Wright State.
0: Paulden is definitely one of my favorite uh, big dippers dipping down from the uh, high majors. It's going to be interesting to see if they can overcome that sort of being that mid, you know, hanging around in the middle of the, uh, of the standings in the conference here in 10 and 10, but one more here, Mike close us out with Youngstown state who last year was 15 and five in the conference.
2: Yeah. I'm going to look at the the cards a couple of times here and it's tough, right? When you, you win the league, but it's college basketball, man. Things change really quickly from season to season. I'm going to go ahead and check here. Uh, Just a ton of roster turnover. I mean, I just I think it takes the uh, the upside down a notch here. I mean Brandon Rush he's a good scorer, um, but he's really only the main piece that's back. You have a, a bunch of interesting transfers: Ziggy Reed from Merrimack, Um, you know Brett Thompson from Tennessee Tech. You know feels like they have pieces to maybe want to push my chips all in, but I'm gonna have to wait to uh, kind of see how this plays out before you know maybe I'll change my mind mid season and we'll go ahead and uh, you know on the next on the turn card here we'll push them all in, but. Uh, You know, pre-flop right now, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, or after the flop, I'm going to go ahead and check.
0: It's a very top-heavy conference. We were talking about there being a lot of talent here coming back, and when you there's an 11-team conference, you look at that and you say, okay, this could end up with like three teams at the top, and then maybe four in the middle, and it's like, no, no, no. There's four teams that we are all in on in no particular order in that top tier in Cleveland State, Milwaukee, Northern Kentucky, and Wright State. That could and should make a run at this conference. And then right there in the middle with, with some of those returning players stepping up, we're checking right at that mid-level there. But Detroit Mercy, IUPUI, Oakland, Robert Morris, and Youngstown State, again, in no particular order there in that sort of hanging around in the middle of the, the conference for us. Then down at the bottom, we're going to fold the hands with Green Bay and Purdue. Green Bay and Purdue Fort Wayne, excuse me. So that's the Horizon League, ladies and gents. The Horizon is League is boys. my
2: MVC this year, Jay. This is my excellent,
0: MVC. <laughs> excellent. No, I love to see that. Uh, always looking for some good mid-major basketball, and there's a lot of it to be found in the Horizon League. Will not disappoint this year. Appreciate y'all hanging out with us. Whether you're watching live, if you're watching live on the East Coast, you are. This is uh, this is one and done. Way after dark, you are, it's it's the next day. It's Monday if you're watching live with us now. But if you're hanging out with us on the West Coast, just chilling, doing your things out there. It's still nice and early in the evening. We appreciate you hanging out with us, even in Mountain Time frame. Hey, everybody across the USA. Hey, anybody, anybody out of out of the out of the country, you know, watching, and listening to Quebec, perhaps. Mozambique, Djibouti, I don't know. Everybody loves college basketball no matter where you go. So, And if you love college basketball, if you love one and done, make sure you smash those like and subscribe buttons. Leave us a comment. Turn on those notification bells so you don't miss anything that we're doing here. Like the Horizon League and like the next conference that we're getting to here, the M-A-A-C of course, the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. Another eleven team conference here. Last year, regular season champ was Iona, who completely just steamrolled like Brock Lesnar through uh you know through a, a match at WrestleMania, just suplex like city, basically, seventeen and three in this conference last season. And the conference tournament, Iona did not disappoint winning that tournament as well as a 13 seed. They fell to the eventual national champion Yukon Huskies in the first round. Tough draw. Iona was a team that we were excited about before the brackets dropped. And then they ended up with that tough matchup against Yukon. What bad luck for them. I just remember seeing that draw that and being bracket. super bummed, <laughs> super bummed for them. So let's go back to the headlines. For the MAAC. Of course, our guy Erickson, lead us off here. What you got?
1: Man, so I'll start with paying homage to maybe the original Big Dipper, and that is Rick Patino. Dropped not down to the <laughs> MAAC, and he is He's dead
0: to he this company.
1: No more, right? He is gone. He's no longer the head man of Iona, and he leaves a pretty big void in his wake, right? This conference is absolutely wide open. You know, he had, he'd really put a stranglehold on this conference while he was here. And, you know, now we're looking at the former head coach of Fairleigh Dickinson, you know, took that, uh, took that big victory over Purdue in the first round of the tournament last year, parlayed that into the Iona head. Parlay head all day. The so we will see how Tobin Anderson does, uh, in his first year with Iona. And, I mean, it it really bears the question, right? Anytime a conference is this wide open, feels like whoever kind of wants it the most is going to have the inside track. So, you know, really really going to be fun to watch to see who steps up and takes this league.
0: And sometimes it's about who wants it the most, and sometimes it's about the star power. It ain't always about the X's and the O's. Sometimes it's about <laughs> the Jimmys and the Joes. And tell us about some of those players to know in this conference, Mike?
2: Yeah, well, unfortunately for the MAAC, uh, the star power is a Gown. Um, so not a lot of guys to talk about. There's only six guys returning that averaged 10 points per game in this league. And none of them had more than 13.1 points per game. So uh, quite a contrast from the, uh, <laughs> from the Horizon League. But look, man, Iona, uh, Rick Patino. That entire group dismantled. Walter Clayton's off to Florida. Dennis Jenkins is at St. John's with Coach Patino. Nelly Junior. Joseph is with uh, <laughs> with Coach Patino's brother uh, at New Mexico. Noah Thomason uh, left Niagara for Georgia. Javion McCullum headed over to Oklahoma. Supreme Cook, an all world name there at Georgetown. Uh, Jalen Benjamin even uh, going to the WCC uh, and trying to fill that uh, you know that Bajibski, um role there. So. Uh, headed over to Santa Clara and man, it's just tough to find any stars out there. Unlike uh, the horizon league. So, you know, some guys are going to obviously step up. It's not that no one, they're not going to be playing games 36 to 32. Um, So there will be some guys that step up, but it's going to be more, uh, you know, we have to see these teams on the court to uh, really
0: identify uh, kind of those breakout guys as we go through the season. Now the conference that plays thirty six to thirty two is coming up later when we talk about the SEC. But when we go, I was cautiously optimistic about the star power here, Mike, and just so many. Just this was ravaged by the transfer portal. Um, it, it's 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 tough when, when in, in this day and age the the balance of a conference or the power I guess of a conference can it's just like this. It, it can. Uh, it can, it can it can flip real fast. This conference still finished second in the country in, in close game percentage, even with Iota blowing people out. It'll be competitive, right? Like, it's not like there's this ugly basketball all the time, but I guess it's just it's going to be down a notch in terms of the quality of the teams overall, you know. Um, Mike, you talked about some guys leaving, right? Like, all those stars that you mentioned that have left – the conference so maybe we should talk about some some newcomers now it's a lot of exit let's talk about the entrance here so i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and and i'm gonna give a newcomer and then i'm gonna come to you guys to tell us a little bit about these guys alexis yetna forward from fairfield uh, in from seton hall the 6'8, 225 pound forward missed last year completely with an injury this is a guy that, before injuries got up with him, was really you know, looking to have a promising career. Mike, what what should we expect here out of Yetnar?
2: Man, uh, well, this guy was a beast uh, when his career started. Uh, transferred to Seton Hall. We were hoping to see him on a bigger stage. Uh, we were able to see him a few years ago. Didn't see him last year. Um, and just what, what kind of player are we going to see? Uh, we know that the opportunity – uh, and the the talent that he's gonna be going against, obviously a notch down. Um, if he's at eighty percent of who he was three, four years ago, um that's probably gonna be enough for Fairfield. So uh, we're just hoping here that he uh, you know, makes it through the season. Um would love to see him kind of bounce back, have that uh you know, have that final dance. But uh yeah, Yetna, I mean, there's no doubt about his talent, Jay.
0: Another talented guard here, Joe Brown, the guard for Iona. Now coming in from Cal. I staying out there with my guy, Mattson. Not doing it. Didn't hanging around with my guy, Matts. It's okay. It's been a while. <laughs> it's get some run. Yeah, it has been. Uh, no, well, not. It's never too, never too far away. I promise you. Uh, but Brown is looking to get some run at Iona now. Last season, uh, about seven points. Just over three boards and three dimes in 32 and a half minutes four years at cal Eric. looking now to just get a little bit more uh of that usage here maybe but is this gonna be the spot for Brown to do it
1: I mean it, it remains to be seen right um you know ultimately the the hope I'm sure for uh for brown himself for iona for anyone that's been you know following his game is that this down transfer to Iona will be the breakout kind of nudge that he needs. You know, you you mentioned off the top, got plenty of run. You know, almost thirty three minutes per game, just didn't really have that high utilization type of role, right? So, a lot of experience. You know, been on the court a ton, but didn't never really successfully converted that into you know the high levels of outputs that you're looking for. So, you know, Iona is kind of a wasteland right a lot of people you know went out the door alongside Rick Pitino they had to answer a lot of questions very quickly in terms of how they put this roster together and that that vacuum creates opportunity and you know someone coming in that spent four years at a high major program like Cal you know he has that leadership attributes that you're looking for seems like he might be the kind of guy that can step forward and start to bring this team together
0: there's nothing wrong with seven points and three and a half boards and three dimes. Like there's definitely a spot yeah. for a player like that on a team. Right. But I mean, like you were saying, it's just, you would want to get those averages up a little bit at Iona. And if he does, there's a chance that, that they can, you know, hang around there a little bit. Uh, Briggs McClain, Mike guard from Manhattan in from Hartford, six, 475 pounds, 14.4 points. Shy good enough from three at 35% last season. And you love to see the 1.3 steals in just over 30 minutes as well. An absolute breakout in his third year from McLean, Mike. Is there something else about his game that he could improve to maybe take that next step? Or are we sort of seeing that that peak is just who he is?
2: Yeah, well, one thing that uh, you know doesn't mean too much improvement um, that he really improved on last year was his shooting efficiency. Now he can be a little bit cleaner from the floor overall, uh, but he improved in all phases um, of his shooting efficiency. So great job there from McLean. Uh, man, turnovers is the, the one area I would say. Obviously, your first year when you get major minutes, right? You, <laughs> you turn to you, know, you tend to turn the ball over a little bit. So uh, you know Manhattan's going to want him to control that. But he should get a ton of shots on this team. There's not a lot of experience uh, on this team from a D1 perspective, so uh, I expect him to get you know 15, 16 shots a night, um, and he's just gonna have to take care of the ball better because these possessions in this conference, uh, they're going to be uh, as as Eric likes to say, right? Like these possessions are going to be super impactful. So, uh, yeah, McLean, a definite scorer. We'll like to see him, uh, you know, kind of contribute in other areas
0: as well. Well, that's the thing that could worry me because if he if he gets sloppy and he turns the ball over two or three times in, in a row, that's in this conference, like you said, these these possessions matter. And you could get that quick hook every once in a while, and that's the sort of thing that you can't see if, if Manhattan's going to be um, successful here. Eric, I want to come back to you here. TJ Weeks. Not months, not years, not centuries. Weeks, TJ Weeks, guard from Ryder. In from UMass, 6,485 pounds. 8.8 points, 3.7 boards in 26 and a half minutes. Transferred in to play with his brother Tyreek Weeks, who comes to Ryder from the JUCO rank. So the Weeks brothers linking up here, Eric. What should we expect out of TJ at least?
1: Man, this, this might be one of my favorite aspects of covering mid-major basketball is just how often we see brothers transfer in to play together. And here we have another pair, the Weeks bros, transferring into Ryder. In the case of TJ Reeks, you know, kind of a question mark overall, right? We've, we've seen his production, you know, kind of slip a little bit over the years. But, you know, even with that being the case, still a very impactful role player in the ranks of the A-10 last year at, at UMass. And you know, it, it kind of seems like the competition that he's gonna face, the expanded role that we're expecting him to step into, maybe a little extra spring in his step because he's playing with his brother, you know, all these things can potentially culminate into him putting up some some pretty, you know, pretty good sized numbers for Ryder.
0: One more play here on our beautiful graphic to get to Yao Obang Mensah, forward from Niagara. Coming over from UMBC67215, Wiry. Wiry guy there, old Obing Mensa. Nice step forward in his second year, Mike. What else should we know?
2: Yeah, um, I, believe, I I want to know first if he makes the uh, all-name uh, for this conference. I, I think he's a lock, So right? good. He's a lock. <laughs> all right. Easily. So easily. easily. We didn't have to talk about it. We skipped right over it. Um, but, no, yeah, you, you said it here. I mean, uh Nice step forward in his second year. Obviously, the per minute um, <laughs> is a thing you like to see, right? Eight and a half points, six and a half boards uh, in just 23 minutes. He's got a real nice mid-range game. Can't really shoot it from from deep, but it uh, has, a, has a nice little mid-range game there, and he's uh, very violent when he attacks the rim. So uh, if he can kind of stretch that range out, man, he's uh, going to be an even – a better asset, but just to what he's bringing, you give him some more minutes um, with his experience now coming into his upperclassman years. Uh, it feels like Minsa Man is going to be someone that's going to impact many games in this conference
0: and someone that we will see on some highlight reels as well, no doubt. With authority, Dipsy, right, dude. I don't want to. I don't want to. No more gimmick infringement here. Let's let's not do that. Let's just. Recap our five players here that are impact newcomers in this conference. That's Alexis Yetna, Joel Brown, Briggs McClain, TJ Weeks, and Yao Obang Mensa. Five quality players here in the M-A-A-C. Make sure you hit those of, like and subscribe buttons. Yeah, go ahead, Mike.
2: A bunch of great names for you too, Jay. Man, like.
0: definitely, <laughs> definitely. When we, when we, when we do our post or our closeout show, and we're preparing and and we're looking back at some of the best names, this uh, is this is a, a league for sure that will will have some uh, some saying what's going on here for sure. Make sure you smash those like and subscribe buttons if you like what you are seeing and hearing. Leave us a comment. Let us so know you're hanging out with. Just say hey whatever we will flash it up on the screen and uh you know everybody in the green screens media universe will know you were here on this fine evening and sometimes morning if you're east coast if you're watching live like we said earlier this is one and done after dark baby who knows what's going to happen oh wait i know what's going to happen we're going to go back to that trusty tears segment where once again the gents and i will say if we are going to go all in if we're going to check or if we're going to fold our hand with each particular team, going to go ahead and start. And again, if you've noticed, if you've hung around with us before, you know that we do these in alphabetical order. These are in no particular order, but we are letting you know how we feel about these teams. We're going to start with Canisius, Mike, 8-12 and 12 in the conference last season. How are we feeling?
2: uh i feel like i'm gonna check um <laughs> come back to me middle middle of the season i'll let you know how i really feel uh you know Taj stevesky is a really nice guard he averaged 12 points per game he's one of those six guys that returns in this conference that average double figures uh, there's a lot of returning players on this canisius team so you really like that it just feels like they're another year away they've only got one senior um on the squad so I don't know if they can quite get there this year, but uh, you know if they're able to keep this core intact and they play some good ball, uh, we could be talking about them, you know, the following year. But uh, hey, we still got to play the games this year.
0: Fairfield, Eric, how you feeling? Looking uh, all in, of course. One more time, all in. Check or fold. All the options here. How are we feeling? Are we shoving these chips? Is it snap call, as you were saying earlier? Mike said, or I don't know. Are we checking? What are we doing?
1: Yeah i I feel like I feel like I've been splashing a lot of bots tonight. I'm gonna I'm gonna go all in on on Fairfield, right? And look we we let off our impact newcomers segment talking about Yetna coming in from Seton Hall. I mean, it is a absolutely massive get for Fairfield a program that went nine and 11 last year. And, you know, going along with Yetna, we've got Caleb Fields. He's you know, one of the top guards here in the conference. You know, we, we've talked a lot about how much turmoil this this league is, is in and projected to be in heading into this upcoming season. But, you know, all, all told with Yetna, with Field, with a few of the other pieces there, I, I feel more confident in the Fairfield roster than I do in most of the other teams in this league.
0: Makes a difference when you're pulling these guys out of the portal. I mean, again, you can go from a mid-level team right up to that top tier in 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 an off season, and you can also go from that you know, that top tier, the cream of the crop, as my guy, the macho Man would say, the cream <laughs> of the crop. Oh yeah, you can go from up there uh, and and drop down a little bit from year to year as well, especially if you lose a legend of the game, Mike, of course, I'm talking about Iona here. Is it a shoe in that we (laughs) should think about them and being at the top of the conference? I mean, or, or, you know, do you take a realistic look at this roster and, and and sort of understand that this is, this is a team in limbo.
2: Yeah. I feel pretty boring tonight, man. I feel like uh, I'm checking a lot of hands here. Um, I feel like I'm going to be checking a lot of hands here uh, in this conference. We we just got to see it, man. Like so much roster turnover. I think Tobin Anderson did a very good job and I would not be surprised if this team won this conference. Um, I just, I have to see it. Uh, You know, you talked about Joel Brown. There's five freshmen on this team. I just, I feel like the upside's kind of capped because there's just not the, the, the top end talents. So I'm, I'm a little worried about that from a roster overall though. I feel like this is one of the, one of the more complete and better rosters uh, as far as a, a known quantities. Um, but yeah, anytime, I mean, they're not going to dominate this league and I just have to see it uh, to believe it. I guess this is uh, kind of a theme of the conference for me.
0: The range of outcomes is so broad. Yeah. Uh, if, yeah. Uh, and we can say that for a lot of teams in this conference, but especially for Iona, probably the safe play to just put them in the middle there but again it, you can make a case either way if things go you know a couple of bounces uh this good uh, again be one of those teams that could surprise people let me take one here boys i'll go ahead and take manhattan here 10 and 10 right in the middle right even 50 50 last year so i will also take the 50 50 way out and say check for Manhattan this season, another team with this absolute massive turnover. Not quite sure what you're going to get. We talked about Briggs McClain earlier, giving them a boost, but half the roster are freshmen and JUCO newcomers. So what are you going to get? Is this one of those instances where the the transfer portal guys, I mean, everybody gels, or excuse me, does it take a little bit of time for it to get together? A little bit of unknown there. So Manhattan, we will just check. Right there I wanted to ask for some good news At the top, Mike, but I don't think I'm going to get it With, with Marist here, am I?
2: <laughs> well, 6-14 and 14 Last year There's only one senior on the roster this year You lost your star forward and Patrick Gardner There's a lot of solid players That are back I'm going to have to fold this one, though So we'll still fold here uh, I just don't know That there's any talent that jumps off the page So eh. Man, um yeah, I, I can't put this roster ahead of very many in this conference. So for that reason, I'm gonna throw those cards into the muck.
0: For that reason, I'm out. All right, Mount St. Mary's, Eric. Eight and twelve in the conference last year. How are we feeling about oh Mount St. Marys?
1: I'm feeling like I need to slow down a little bit. Not all the way down, so I'll I'll check with regard to the mount. Like you mentioned, eight and twelve last season. Pretty solid one-two punch uh, with forward George Tinsley and guard Dakota LaFew. Feels like they can use these guys in a lot of different ways. Uh, like Mike mentioned with Marist, Mount St. Mary, another team with only one senior on the roster. So maybe a little bit of a question mark in terms of their experience. But, you know, all told, it feels like a team with some upside. You know, if if they can build some momentum this year, maybe they mess around and make some noise. If, if nothing else... You know, it feels like they might be kind of building towards a team on the rise for not this season, but the season to come.
0: Just having to play it safe on some of these prognostications with these teams because there's just there's no way <laughs> to know at this point, right? And, and Niagara, Mike, is probably another one of those teams, right?
2: Yeah, man. Um, I'm going to check again. Uh, there's a lot of experience on this roster, but – I don't know losing uh, Noah Thomason. I mean that that really hurts. Um, I, I just don't know that I can pick a guy out on their roster and say that guy takes them to the all-in uh, level. So yeah, ten and ten last year. I, I feel like it's more of the same. So I'm gonna go ahead and, and check. And man, we're gonna have to do a we're gonna have to do another show mid-season, man. Uh, <laughs> do a checkup on the uh, the MAAC here.
0: And uh, speaking of check and. Up. I'm going to go ahead and put Quinnipiac in that check level as well. A whole lot of mid in this conference. We're going to have a lot, enough space. Um, yeah, I, don't, I don't know. We, we only paid the graphics <laughs> department to do that much right there in the end. So we'll see what, what happens here. But I, I just felt like this is where Quinnipiac needed to be uh, more of the same this year. Uh, Matthew Ballack is a very good player. I don't know if he's a great player um, like most of this conference, like I think the last two teams that we've talked about, just where's the big time playmaker? Where's the guy that's gonna, that you look at when there's a run that needs to be stopped and you got, you need a bucket. Where is it for Quinnipiac? And I don't really see that guy. So that worries me a little bit, even though they finished 11 and nine in the conference last season, we're going to leave them right there, right in the middle where is Ryder gonna go there as well, Mike? Are we gonna break this run of, of teams that we're checking on? It feels like a team that that should probably break through.
2: Well, it is getting late in the night. Uh I've been checking a lot and running out of chips here. Um I'm gonna take my stand here. I'm gonna go all in uh, with Ryder. 13 and 7 last year. I feel like this team has all the goods, you know, guard Alan Powell. Uh, Mervyn James returns uh, he's a very good player TJ Weeks we talked about him coming in from the A10 uh, you got five freshmen coming in uh, so you know, a little inexperience there but DJ Dudley man he's a he's a three-star composite he's got a lot of potential so you don't find too many uh, guys with stars next to their names entering uh, this conference this year so I uh, love Ryder to uh, to go
0: all in here all right all right a little more at the top of this comment a little more to be a little excited about and um just uh look at looking at looking at the last two teams that we're gonna get to i, I think that excitement is about to cease starting with sienna eleven and nine in the conference last year though eric um st- don't 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 see anything here that we can that we can really trust and, and feel just super confident about
1: yeah, I'm going to immediately take the wind out of your sails. I'm going to put Sienna down here in the fold category. You mentioned 11-9 and nine last year. This is not last year's team. They lost their top three scorers. The team that is heading into this upcoming season is super young, right? No seniors. And and really, it feels like what's going to be make or break for Sienna is they, they need to secure a waiver for Austin P. transfer, Sean Durr, Gordon, you know, if he's out there, you know, maybe he can make a bit more noise for him. But that is, at least as we sit today, a legitimate question mark. So, not really a whole lot to, you know, build confidence in in what Sienna will do in the upcoming season.
0: Something that we're going to pay a lot of attention to these guys, whether or not they're getting waivers. This is something that I've been talking about for a long time. How many of these players are not going to get the waivers? Because this is some of third school, fourth school for some of these guys. What's going to happen here as the season approaches is it's going to be an interesting thing to watch, and uh, Mm -hmm. Dora Gordon, easy for me to say, is going to be one of those players to watch.
2: Is he going to make the (laughs) all-name
0: if he he gets uh, the waiver? uh, Way too difficult for me to say, so I don't (laughs) think so. Let's finish it up here, Mike, uh, with St. Peter's. What are we doing?
2: The Peacock, 7-13 and 13 last year. I'm going to go ahead and fold. I just think it's more of the same um, in year two for Coach Mason. A lot of Juco, a lot of D2, a lot of unknown. Um, this, a theme of the night for this conference. Like we, There are going to be playmakers that come up in this conference. We're just going to have to get into the season to, to see this thing, and maybe even to the early parts of the conference season uh, as the bye games kind of uh, <laughs> you know show themselves here.
0: We're gonna have to bookmark this one, man. Like we're, it's gonna be one again to revisit because with as many teams that are in the middle of this conference, is at least how we view them. You know, is somebody is somebody gonna jump up? You know, is a is a is a Quinnipiac going to have someone step up and and, and get them up into the top tier here? But for now, our tiers of all in at the top: Fairfield and Ryder, Right there in the middle tier, the check tier. With our, if we're checking our hands here, it would be Canisius, Iona, Manhattan, Mount Saint Mary's, Niagara, and the aforementioned Quinnipiac. And down at the bottom, Marist, Siena, and Saint Peters. The M A A C. Who is doing? Who else is doing twenty-five minutes on the M A A C? Your boy. <laughs> Here on one and done, that's who. And if you are here watching, we appreciate you finding us, checking out what we're doing. That's my man, the captain of the Green Screens media ship, the OG Money Mike. That's Mike Holland. Find him on X at mc holland 34 He is Eric the Blue, the Baron of Bread of Green Screens media. You can find him in those Twitter streets. He has planted his flag. Yes, I know. I am calling the app something different. Eric has planted his flag. He has put his foot down. He will always refer to it as being in those Twitter streets at Fantasy Nav. And I, of course, am the aforementioned conductor of that green screens media train. You can find me on X at Dr. William Cannon. Don't forget to like and subscribe here on YouTube. Turn yeah. on those notification bells. Do it do it. It, do it. do it. Do it. Do it. Make sure you follow... At one and done CBB, all spelled out at get green screens for the main green screens media page. Follow our guy, Chris, the newest member of the green screens family, at the real Napier. Give him a follow, build his followers up, build us up, and build up your basketball knowledge by coming back next time to hang out with us on one and done with the broskies in basketball.